Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. Today, I have my co-host for this episode, Brie Noble, and we're going to be talking a little bit more about launching and your pre-launch event, or as Brie calls it, your launch vehicle. So we're going to talk a little bit about what this is and why you need it. Hopefully at this point, you've already taken the quiz that we brought to you guys a couple episodes back um, that allows you to figure out what income stream you should add to your business. So now that you have that income stream and you know what offer you're going to introduce, the next step is launching it. And as part of the launch, you're going to want to do, again, what I call a launch event. So... Brie, I think by now everybody knows you, (laughs) but why don't you just give us a hello, hello, and a welcome to anybody who is brand spanking new here. Sure. It's great to be here. I'm the founder of Profitable Musician. Um, I love talking about launching because number one, I've launched several things in my business, um, like my Female Musician Academy, my Rock Your Next Release course, as well as I've had the opportunity to help other musicians build courses um, and also people in a lot of other different niches by working as a coach in some different programs. So I love launching, um, but I don't love it when it doesn't go well because it's not fun. Touche. So, yes. so because yeah, if, if you could put a lot of work into a launch, but if you don't have a plan, you're not organized and you don't know like the order to do things in and you're not super committed to it, then a launch can be exhausting while also not being very fruitful. So launches can be amazing, and, and really exciting, but you have to really be committed to it and have a good plan in place and have a, a good runway. And if you guys have seen, like, this is a very meta, right? Because Katie and I, you know, we are launching a program together. So we are doing all of this stuff right in front of you on the podcast and on our feeds and everything. And we didn't just start talking about this a week before we were going to have our pre-launch event. We started six weeks ahead. And so that is one major thing is that we want to make sure you guys know that planning is super important and having a pre-launch runway and all of that. Um, so that's, that's the big thing. I know this is like me introducing myself, but I got into this cause I get excited about it. Yeah. Um, that we want to make sure that you understand through this episode. Absolutely. And you know what, Brie, that actually reminds me of one big mistake that I kind of want to shout out before we really dive in. And that is rushing your launch. And I see so many people do this because of scarcity, scarcity of money or scarcity of time. And usually sometimes scarcity of time comes in when it's like, oh, I have another launch or I have another thing. And so I really need to get this thing out there before the next thing that's coming. Um, But often scarcity of time also comes from scarcity of money. You know, I need to make this amount of money by this date Um, or, you know, whatever, uh, whatever kind of pressure you're putting on yourself there. And I understand that. Like, I want to just say right off the bat, I understand that sometimes, you know, you you want to get cash flow and you have to get money in the door. You know, you have to pay rent. But when it does come to launching, you do need to consider that you're going to get better results. You're not going to have the crappy launch that Brie was talking about where you're like, ugh, this stinks and I didn't get the results and it's so frustrating if you don't rush it. Instead, if you plan it, you're going to be able to feel really confident. 
about your launching and get even better results and bring in more money through the door, more clients, um, and just have a better success. So even though you might feel inclined to like put it out there faster because you feel like you need to get it out there faster or you need the money quick, by planning more and taking more time, you're going to get exponentially better results. And so it's worth it to just hold off a little bit and do that planning work because of the difference in results that you, you'll you get. Would you agree, Brie? Oh, absolutely. And I've got to admit, I've been guilty of this, not because I needed the money quick, but more of the opposite side where I have too many things going on. And like you said, I needed to fit it into this window. Right. So this has actually been a really good experience with this particular launch we've been doing together because I've been forced to really spread it out and um, really breadcrumb it for a long period of time. Whereas I do so many other things in my business that I'm always trying. There's so many great things to like talk about and promote, you know, whether that I'm doing or other people are doing. And I have like these little windows, you know, that I need to fit things in. And I realize, you know, I'm not putting as much effort into my own launches as I should. So, you know, I've definitely learned from experience that it's better to focus on one thing for a solid length of time, because you're going to get a lot more traction and you're going to get the attention of the people that you want to get in front of this offer because they're just seeing the same thing from you. And you might think, oh my gosh, I'm getting really boring. Nobody's, people are going to stop paying attention to me. I keep talking about the same thing, but the people that want to learn about that thing, they will keep checking everything out that you do because that is right on their wavelength right now. And those are the people that you want to attract. So I would say that as well as Um, It goes very much hand in hand. What I talk about around the rock your next release program that I have, it's the same thing with releasing music, right? People just like throw it out there and they don't have any kind of a plan and they wonder why they're not getting any traction with it. And they're not building their following. They're not attracting new listeners because they didn't have a long range plan around it. You know, I mentioned breadcrumbing. That's a lot of what the pre-launch is about. And for um, music, it's maybe using some singles as breadcrumbing toward your full release, or maybe it's using um, some like live streams or something like that to get people excited about your upcoming release. And that's the same thing that you're doing here in a launch of a program is just making sure that people are aware of it I mean, seriously, it has been documented that it takes like seven to 11 touches before people, it really sinks in that people and people actually respond to something that you do. So don't feel like you're being like annoying or overly in people's face about something because you have no idea, number one, how much they're seeing it, how focused they are on it when it passes by them. You know, it may show that they like actually saw the post But did they actually read it? Did they actually watch the video? Did they actually pay attention to it? Or were they just scrolling by? So that's a big thing too, is just don't feel like you're being a broken record because actually you, you probably are. And that's a good thing because sometimes that's what we have to do to get through in this age of like a lot of noise. 100%. And 
I just like you were alluding to, it really is in the game of breadcrumbing and warming up your audience. And we're going to talk about a big way that you can do this to kind of end your warm up period and kick off your launch in a really, really effective way that helps you build a relationship with your audience. Now, before we get to the pre-launch event, I want to also mention uh, that you have the possibility to do a pre-launch I guess, opt-in or freebie, we would call it. And these are actually going to be two separate things. So you might have seen, if you haven't seen by now, then I would be very surprised since we did a whole podcast about it. <laughs> and I've been talking about it for weeks. Um, but hey, you never know, right? Maybe you maybe you were scrolling over these things. So we're going to tell you about it now. And this is your first touch point. But Brie and I introduced a quiz that would help you determine what offer uh, is best to add to your business. So this is our launch freebie or our opt-in that started weeks, like basically two months before our launch to help, number one, start the conversation around what we're going to be launching and teaching and talking about, and also to be able to capture leads, add leads to our email list, get closer, build a closer relationship with those leads, um, and again, use all of that to facilitate and help facilitate our warm-up period where we are building a relationship with our followers, with our, you know, client base, and we're leading them to what's coming next so that when we launch, they're ready and they're they're basically at the edge of their seats waiting for it to opt in. So, Bree, do you have anything to share just to differentiate? And we'll get to, like, what a pre-launch is, but do you want to say anything about the pre-launch uh, freebie before the pre-launch event and why it that's helpful and why it's important? Yeah. I mean, it really is to target those perfect people and the pre-launch event will do that too, or the launch vehicle, but this also like gets them warmed up before that. So I have a couple of these in my business. Uh, the first one that I had was the 15, well, originally it was the 19 sources of income that you probably haven't considered for your business. Um, when we went into the pandemic, I changed it to the 15 income streams you can add right now, which are very relevant to the current time since we couldn't be doing anything live and stuff. So, um, and that the real purpose of that is to attract the kinds of people that, that are musicians that want to add multiple streams of income, but it really just got them into my world, allowed them to learn my story, why you know, what I teach might be interesting to them, uh, expose them to some different streams of income, including, you know, ways that I can help them to access those. And eventually that led into a webinar, which was my launch vehicle for my academy. So there's that, but I also had, <clears throat> which was even more effective, is even more effective, is a free guide called um, How to Generate a Flood of PR for Your Next Release. And the great thing about that one is it's very, very targeted, right? You're not going to take that free offer if you're not thinking about releasing music, even if it's like down the road, six months, a year from now, if you're like, I really want to release music, how could I get more PR for it? I can't afford a PR agent. What can I do myself? That kind of thing. Um, you're going to take that offer. And then you are a perfect candidate for talking more about releasing music and attending my webinar that's all about releasing music and maybe eventually joining my course. So the great thing about that is it really does target the people that you want to have in, you know, potentially have in your program. And with the quiz that we're doing, 
it absolutely does target the right people, right? It, we don't want to target anyone that's not interested in adding a stream of income to their business. And because that's not, they, it wouldn't do us any good or them any good to be in our world because that's what we're going to be talking about constantly. Yeah. So that's what's great about the the free offer. I guess you can call it a freebie or an opt-in or a lead magnet. There's a lot of different names for it. Yeah. But that's really what that does. I like lead magnet because it attracts the right people to you at the right time for the upcoming thing that you have. Absolutely. And just for people who are visual, I'm going to just paint a picture for you of like timeline wise what we're talking about um, as we go ahead to jump in talking about the pre-launch event versus the lead magnet. So if you're launching, you're going to want to spend, we'll just do easy math, one month, so four weeks. So if you picture a calendar in your head, you can picture one month of you warming up your audience. That's the phase that Brie and I are in right now where we're talking about launching, we're educating, we're doing, you know, problem awareness, like you heard us do earlier in the episode, you know, if you're rushing your launches, that's a mistake. Here's what to do instead. We are putting out helpful content around launching and we're attracting people in. During this warm-up period, that's where your lead magnet is going to shine. Now, then after that month of warm-up, you're going to spend one to two weeks promoting and executing on your, um, launch event, which we're going to talk about now. Now you could spend longer than that promoting it, but again, just for easy math so you can see. So let's say your launch is two months long. A month of that's going to be warm up. Two weeks of that is going to be promoting and then executing your launch event. And that launch event, the day it happens, is going to kick off your launch. So that could go for, you know, you could actually end up launching for like two weeks. So that's the uh, that's the rest of the month. So let's talk about that launch event itself. First of all, what is it? What are we even talking about? What is a launch event? It's really a way to make a big fanfare, kind of. I mean, it's obviously, it goes beyond the lead magnet and then it's attracting the right people for your offer. And it's offering them something that is going to be interesting and exciting to them. That's going to help them solve a problem that they have or Maybe they don't know that they have the problem yet, but they are desiring something that you're going to be able to teach them. So you can do this in so many different ways. Um, my favorites are a webinar, which if you guys are around, you know, in my world, you know, I have a couple of different webinars or other names for them are masterclasses, workshops, yeah. you know, yeah. different ways to describe that. Um, but I love those because they are you with your people in like a closed setting where there's a chat and you know you can have conversation back and forth and all that and the people that sign up really want to be there right if i were to just do that randomly in my free facebook group there wouldn't be nearly as much engagement because there's a lot of people in that group that don't necessarily want to learn about that thing. So what's great about a launch event is it again, gets people to raise their hand that this is something they want to learn. So a webinar is one thing you can do it on one day, or you could do a couple different um, settings of that webinar on different times of day. If you want to um, another option is a challenge, which I've done a lot of, 
Um, I have my get more done in less time, five day challenge. That's a popular one. I recently did my money mindset, shift your money mindset boot camp, which is basically a challenge. Um, boot camp has kind of become another name for challenges because challenge sounds a little bit hard sometimes. So we call it a boot camp, <laughs> make it sound like cooler. I don't know. We but, should have um, called it our launch boot camp. That's right. We could have done that. <laughs> um, I like challenge actually, because I, I want people in there that want to do the work you know? Yeah. So that's, yeah. what's great about that, but it can be like three to five days. I've seen people do super longer challenges, but I don't like that. I like it. I like it being more contained because people, people's attention is not going to go generally beyond five days. So I like the, the totally three agree. to five day kind of range. And you gather people in a container of some kind, whether it's a Facebook group or just, you know, emails and then videos. I've seen people do it with like, uh, live streaming on YouTube through something like StreamYard, and you know people can show up and be in the comments and just have emails. I do mine in a private Facebook group where people can comment. They can share. Like if we have assignments, they can share what they're doing mm -hmm. on those. So those are kind of my two favorites. I've done different things. I've done a video series, which means you pre-record the videos and then you drip them out like maybe every other day to people that sign up for it. I've done an audio series, which is basically the same as that, but only audio because when I was early in my business, I chickened out on video and <laughs> I decided to just do audio yeah. as a podcaster. Um, and, you know, you can even do like an email series that leads to a launch. But I, I don't really think, especially nowadays, that that's engaging enough Agreed. because people are just so used to engaging over video now that you, yeah. it might be harder to get people excited about what you're doing with just emails, but that is a way you can do it. Totally agree. And I haven't done much more than Brie. Like I've done uh, webinars slash workshops slash masterclasses and I've done three and five day free challenges. And one time I did something that I basically just called like a hangout where I did an informal training. So it was on Zoom and I hopped on without slides and I just kind of talked. This was actually at the beginning of the pandemic. So it, I was kind of just talking about like stress and how to get through. And it was almost like support groupy where it was just like, we're all, you know, going through the same weird change and let's talk about it. And then we did questions and then I pitched the program because it was relevant. So there's definitely different ways that you can go about it. I wanna talk about a couple things here. One thing I want to talk about is live versus recorded because a lot of what we're mentioning, it you could actually do it both ways. And, you know, you might even see things like that are on evergreen and are automated where you sign up for the webinar and, you know, you can hop on the webinar in 15 minutes and you're like, wow, it's crazy. Those are recorded, <laughs> right? Those are Definitely. live. But, and, and, Brie, you also mentioned that you've done like video or, or audio series, which would be recorded and more so automated and not live. So let's talk about the difference between those two. And I'm going to venture out to say right off the bat, if you are just getting started with this, you want to go with live. That would be my preference, not only so that you can learn and see what works, but also because you can really build a stronger relationship with your audience that way, uh, especially when you're at the beginning, maybe speaking to a slightly smaller audience, and you really want to nurture the quality of those leads as opposed to just getting a quantity of them in there. Would you agree? I would totally agree with that. I remember back in the early days when I was doing, you know, launching for my academy, 
And I actually did one segment of it where I just did like a private Zoom meeting and I sent them the private link, the people that signed up and everyone was there, like we were in a room together and I did present on screen share, but it was really intimate, you know? And so I could see their faces and everything because it was smaller. I did like a series of maybe three over a few days um, that worked for people's schedule. And so we were smaller, you know, we were like 50, 60 people and it was really cool. And I got some really good conversion rates from that because it was kind of that intimate feel like, oh, you guys, this is what it's going to be like when you're in the program, you know? So that's one good thing is especially if you're launching like a small group coaching program, a one-on-one, like having that intimate connection with them, I think definitely makes sense. And I know some of you are thinking in the back of my, their head, like, I don't want to go live. What if I screw up? Uh, trust me, I have plenty of experiences of screwing up and <laughs> wrong and technology going bad. And you know what? I was fine. Like it wasn't fun when it happened, but I learned a lot and I'm glad that I did it. And I still made sales, you know, even if I was having an issue with the screen share, you know, and I ended up just having to like do face to audience and talk through the slides like that has happened before. Um, I still made sales. So it's because I was being earnest and I really wanted to help them and they could feel that. And it was very authentic. And that's what you get from live. Now, you know, later on down the road, of course, I've got some recorded stuff now, but those are only good because I recorded them live. Like if I had recorded them just you know, like my webinars anyway, like if I recorded them with no audience, <laughs> I just don't think they'd be as good because live is just more engaging. And so it creates even a better recording to have recorded it live. So if you're you know, doing a challenge or whatever, go live in your group. Yeah. And maybe only a few people show up, but there's a different energy from being live versus if you just recorded them, you know, at home and then you broadcast them out. Definitely. And I'm going to assume Brie that the stuff that I don't have anything automated or on evergreen Brie does though, but I'm going to assume everything that you have automated or on evergreen. Now you live launched in the past, right? Before you put it on evergreen everything. And, yeah. and I do also live launch them a couple of times of year too, to refresh because, you know, eventually an evergreen, especially with the pandemic, you know, I had one that was a recorded one and then like, Oh, it's interesting that you're talking about house concerts during the pandemic when those don't exist. So I, right. I have to refresh them every once in a while to make them a little bit more relevant and right. test out some things, but yes, always recorded live. So that is super important. And if you're not quite sure, you know, what we're saying here with the terminology, basically a live launch means you're doing the whole launch live, just like we are with this launch. Like we're showing up, we're, we're doing our challenge live. We're talking about it in the moment. You know, what's happening in this specific time frame, And this is something you're always going to have to do for like one-on-ones or group programs because it's happening during a specific time frame. Whereas for memberships or courses, which are something that people can join like whenever, basically, you can automate those in the future after you've live launched it and proven that you can get people in, you know what works, you know what doesn't work, you know, you know that your your webinar or your your pre-launch event is converting and is touching people and is working, then you can automate it. And by automating it, you don't have to worry about this now. I just want to make sure that you understand like what we're talking about if you're confused. But 
by automating it, that would be basically putting it on an email sequence where, you know, people can find your webinar and opt in and they can watch the webinar and then they're going to get the email sequence to opt into the, the course or the program. And you, from the coach or perspective of the entrepreneur, you don't have to do anything. You just sit back and relax and it's all basically taken care of for you after you set it up. Where live launching, you are doing it. You are doing everything as it's happening. I'm glad you mentioned that terminology because a lot of people don't know what evergreen means. Evergreen basically means that it's automated. It's it's happening in the background, but the lead generation is never evergreen. Like they don't just show up. <laughs> you know, you still have to get That's people true. to find that webinar and and you know, usually starting with your freebie, like we mentioned earlier, your lead magnet, and then your webinar, like you still have to actively be getting people in there. So that's why I think it's so important to learn the launch process because you are still kind of constantly uh, warming up your audience and doing pre-launch all the time, even if you have an automated system in the background, because otherwise you won't have any new people going into it. Yes, that's such a good point. And it really just puts an emphasis on why you need to make sure that everything's working and that you're connecting with your audience and doing it all live before you automate it. Because otherwise, like if your Facebook ads aren't on point or if your uh, webinar is not converting or anything like that, then you're not going to ultimately get results on Evergreen as it is. So you don't want to do that. Like I've heard of a lot of people who have started out with a course and they sort of just like create the course and plop it out there and think that it's just going to like sell itself. <laughs> and maybe it's like sort of automated, sort of not. You don't want to do that because you want to make sure that you can get it out to people and the right people in order for it to sell. No, I've worked with so many people like that who have, who created the course and then they got like one or two sales because they did a half-hearted launch and then they're like, well, I just put it out there. You know, I have it on my website and like nothing's happening. And that's why they end up, you know, working with me is because they need to do another launch. They need to, to figure out what a really good launch looks like. Yeah. And then maybe they can, you know, put it on automate somewhere down the road, but you, you should never do that until you've, you've really proven it with a really good launch. Exactly. So let's move on to what you should include in your actual launch event. And I want to say here that I feel like people uh, have kind of given the word webinar a bad name. And yeah, that's um, why I call it a masterclass. That's why I said too. that. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. And because I feel like at least a couple years ago, there was like this phase where everyone was doing webinars but in my opinion, they actually weren't providing value. Like it literally was just a bunch of extremely surface level teaching content, quote unquote, where it's like, all right, I already know this stuff. And then it just leads to a pitch. So it feels really salesy. You don't actually learn anything from it. You don't really get value. It just feels like one long sales pitch that you could have just fast forwarded through. This is not how you should be doing your pre-launch events. Your pre-launch events should be providing a ton of value, which is going to warm your audience up, show them that they can get results, get results with you, and that they can learn from you before you teach. Bree, I'm going to pass it over to you. What do you have to say about the, the bad name of webinars <laughs> and how we need to really approach our pre-launch event? Oh, yeah. I mean... That's why I think it's so important that you know exactly what the outcome is 
that they get from your webinar. So for me, you know, I have a webinar called um, how to get your 1000 true fans. And it literally walks you through, like, if you took these steps, this is exactly how would you could reach your 1000 fans. Like it's math and everything, right? You know, if you did this, you know, this percentage of this people would take this action. And so, you know, it's, it's teaching, but it really is showing you how you could re reach that result. And if you just took that webinar and like followed that, you could actually reach that result. But there's a lot of complex stuff behind the scenes there that you would need some guidance with probably. And that's why you would want to take my program. But I don't like that bait and switch thing where it's like, you know, I'm going to show you this, but then it's like so high level that it doesn't actually teach you anything. So there you, you have to have this, you know, there's this line of like, you can't like teach them everything that's in your program or your course on the webinar. Number one, that would take way too long. Right. 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 Um, and some people try to do that and then you overwhelm your people mm -hmm. and they're like, Oh, I have 10 pages of notes. I'm not going to take your course because I'm just going to go execute on all these notes, um, which they probably won't do anyway, Yeah, but they think they will, <laughs> you yeah. know? So you have to, you have to get that middle ground. It's the same thing with a challenge. You have to give them like little bite-sized assignments and get them little wins. Yeah. Small wins back on top of each other, but they still, you know, there's a lot more that you can help them with after that, that just kind of scratches the surface. And so that's kind of the line that you have to walk with your launch vehicle, which is not the easiest thing to do, uh, figuring out how to teach something that's going to be super valuable, but not give them so much that they're overwhelmed. Yeah. It's funny because I ran the challenge that we're running uh, this June, which by the way, you can join by heading to katiezacardi.com slash free challenge. So you can join it there and that's happening June 15th through 17th. We're going to teach you the three steps to successfully launch your new offer. Um, and when I ran this back in January, it was a slightly different variation of what we're going to do. Obviously, Brie wasn't involved with it at that point either. So it's definitely going to be bigger and better this time around. Um, but when I did it in January, I had a couple people. It was always the Patreon people where all of a sudden I would scroll through Instagram in the, the couple days after that and see people who did the challenge. Like all of a sudden they're promoting their Patreons. And I was like, I, first of all, I taught you not to do this, but second of all, that's one of those things where it's like, you want to be really clear as to what are the next steps for them? Like, are the next steps go out and do this immediately? Are the next steps take time to think about this? You know, what is their homework? What are their action items? And you're not giving them all of the how, and you're also not giving them all of the support that you would provide in the program, but you want to make sure that you're attracting people um, who are a good fit, first of all, and that you're also teaching the information in a way where you're able to show them like, here are some small wins that you can get right now and here are the next steps in your process. And a part of that next step is gonna be joining the program uh, so you can get the best results as quickly as possible, right? So, you know, I saw people who cheaped out, didn't wanna join out to launch at the, ch at the time. And they were like, let me just launch it now. And I was like, 
yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> Even though they took what I taught in, a, in an effective way, but then they rushed the rest of the process and they didn't even listen to what I said of you need to have the warm up period. That's going to be the next step. They just skipped right to what they wanted to do and they didn't get the results, right? So it's uh, it's a lot of you're going to have people who don't always do what you're, you want them to do. And that is OK, which is why we built that in. Um, I'm sure you trained on this last time, but we definitely built that into step two, right? We want you guys to know, like, do not rush your launch. This is what the warm up period looks like. And we're yeah. going to help you figure that out for what you're launching. Yep. So you don't do that. And it, that was step two last time. I oh. did a whole hour on it, but you know, it was just a couple people that just sort of thought, probably just thought, um, I could do better or I don't need to do this or whatever. And ultimately, I don't think they got the results they wanted from the launch. And they have the liberty as a human being to do what they wanted to do. But I I actually used it as a talking point to get on my stories and say, I see you fools going out there <laughs> and doing what I said not to do. And guess what? You're not going to get results. Uh, and I had a, a lot of engagement from that story too uh, because it got me fired up and it got my audience fired up by pointing out like, hey, listen, I, this is a mistake. Like I'm going to tell you once again, this is a mistake and here's why. Uh, so you can use that as fuel. You know, obviously I'm pretty fiery. So <laughs> yes, no, got- it's good because you know, there are three steps for a reason. They did step one and step three, but they didn't do step two. And yep. if you don't do all the steps, you're not going to get the result you want. Exactly. Exactly. So a point here being just like, you know, get really clear on what you, audi- you want your audience to learn. Um, articulate that in the best way possible. The good news is when you join out to launch, Brie and I are actually going to work with you on creating this and, you know, make sure we can audit your slides and uh, whatever else you, your outline or whatever else it is you have for your pre-launch events. So you can go into it feeling really, really confident, but you'll always have a couple of people who, who don't buy or who don't listen or who think they know better. And it's okay too. Like it happens. It's not the end of the world, but you really do want to focus even still on just connecting with those people who are there, who are paying attention, who are ready to listen. And again, some of them are still going to do everything in the challenge or in the launch event and maybe not be ready to invest or be a little too afraid to invest at that time. They'll probably come back around, but you're going to convert Uh, hopefully a good chunk of those people to actually join your program, it would be impossible to convert everyone. So you don't have to worry about that. Well, and that's such a good point is that I've had people that have done my challenge like two years ago, and then they joined on like another launch two years later um, because they just weren't ready at that time. They, they, for whatever reason, they couldn't invest. They weren't sure that they were as committed to the thing as, you know, they would need to be, to be in the program. So you never know. And every launch builds upon itself. So just know that like, if you do a launch and you, you know, get a low conversion rate, that doesn't mean that some of those people won't come and join next time. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just really, and just like the point of the launch to me, uh, of the launch vehicle is like when you go to Costco and you go down the sample aisle, right? <laughs> You're trying out the different things. Yeah. Do I like this? Do I not like this? Um, and some of the people that join your program from the launch join because they just love working with you. They love the way you teach. They love your personality. You click all of that. That is part of the, the equation. 
You know, it's not just that they want the result, which they do, but I know plenty of people that teach a result that I want that I don't join their program because I just don't vibe with the way that they teach. Yeah. You know, or their or their their morals or their, you know, just the way the way that they are is right. just not really fit a fit with me. So that's another point of the the launch vehicle is to really attract the right people. Absolutely. And keep in mind that like people are going to be at different points. Like you're going to have some people who have been with you and in your audience for a while. And this launch event is really just going to seal the deal. You know, it's going to give them the sort of runway to get to know your teaching style a little bit more. And when you pitch, they're going to be all in. Some people might be newer to your audience or like we said, just not ready to invest quite yet. But this is still going to serve as a really powerful tool to connect with them more, to build your know, like, and trust factor with them more, and to get them closer from being a cold lead to being a warm lead so that next time you launch, they're actually a hot lead and they're ready to go at that point or join whatever program is a good fit for them. Uh, Because maybe they do your pre-launch event and they say, I really love her, I really love what she's saying, but... I don't need this or I don't need this right now. However, now I'm really intrigued to stay tuned for what else might be coming next and join whatever is a better fit for me. Uh, and of course, you can always downsell or, or even upsell people too if it's not actually a good fit for them to join the program that they're launching at, at any given moment. But um, that's a side note. I don't want to go <laughs> too deep into that tangent. All of this just to say that like your audience is going to be at slightly different stages and that's okay but you still have this opportunity to build relationships with each and every one of them that will come uh, to fruition and that will grow uh, at different points. Yeah, absolutely. And I've seen that over and over with people that I know have been on my list. I've seen them in the chat at webinars and they don't join for like two to like two or three launches later. Yeah. you know, Because it just for whatever reason, it wasn't the right time and that's fine. But know that you're always using these vehicles to build relationships for the future. Absolutely. So is there anything else we need to mention when it comes to planning and executing on your pre-launch event and why it's important? What did we miss? Uh, Let's see. Um, Well, I mean, there's definitely the... I know that you mentioned like basically two weeks leading up to the event and I would say, I would say two weeks to 10 days for sure, because this is a, this is an event, right? Um, and we're talking about it now. And some people are actually signing up for the challenge, even though it's like several weeks from now, you know, but, um, you really want to do a big push for that thing. And that's like all you're driving everything to, to get people to sign up for that event. When it's happening, you want to make it like a big deal. It's almost like a, like a release party, right? Think of it that way. If you're, you know, a musician who releases music, you know what that feels like, right? You want to get as many people to that as possible. It is the most exciting thing in your life. Yes. And yes. You talk about it as much as possible. And that's what you want to be thinking about this launch vehicle as. It's sort of like an hourglass, like a funnel, but an hourglass funnel where if you're looking at the top, you're going to want to bring everyone of your audience and either other people's audiences. And this is something we teach inside of Out to Launch as to how to really expand your reach and get press on your launch so that you can reach other people, other people's audiences 
and bring them into your free challenge or your, your pre-launch event. And so you want to put all of these people in the funnel and the funnel, the tip of the funnel going down is the event. So everyone's signing up for the event. And then in that like middle part, that's where the pre-launch event happens and where you pitch it. And then after that, your launch will open up to more people uh, and you'll start to promote it publicly. But on the pre-launch event, that's the first people who get to know about your program or your offer. That's the first time you're pitching it. That's the where your launch starts. You might even give them a special discount or bonus that allows them to have special incentive. So that's really like the um, pivotal point there where you want to get as many people to that to that point because the people who do that uh, pre-launch event will probably be higher converting than people who don't. But at that point after the event, again, you'll open it up to do a more general launch on social media, emails, and open it up to the public for people who didn't even join. And of yeah. course, people who did join will still see that content and they'll right. continue to be warmed up if they don't join the day of your pre-launch event, which I think is normal. Yeah. And it's, it's cool because like, I'm glad you mentioned like a bonus for, I mean, to me, like those people that sign up for the pre-launch event, like those are my people. Like I want to reward them for doing that. They took an extra step. They're giving of their time, which to me, like time in some, some ways is more valuable than money. So if they're giving me their time, I want to reward them. So I do give them usually a special bonus for showing up. And nobody else gets that. Um, but then you, like you said, it like does kind of open up the funnel going outward. And the people that join during that time, they can be your ambassadors. Like, you know, they'll come on the chat and be like, I'm so excited that I joined. And, you know, then you'll be able to talk about, oh my gosh, we had this many people join during our free workshop. Yeah. And it just creates more momentum as the launch, uh, funnel expands outward into the world again yeah. and it just creates even more momentum. Absolutely. And if you're running a program like one-on-one uh, -on -one or group coaching, that's going to have an application uh, and you'll see us do this for out to launch, people won't be able to actually join on the last day of our free challenge because there is an application process and approval process that involves an application, an application call. And if you're a good fit, we'll then invite you into the program. But you can still have people in the chat saying, I just applied, I'm so excited. Or even have people who've worked with you in the past, you know, saying, this looks amazing. You know, I've had a great experience with this person. So you'll always have your advocates and you'll always have people who are taking that action, kind of like hyping other people up. <laughs> yep, yep, and, for sure. Um, allowing that to be your momentum for moving forward. Yes, I'm glad you mentioned that because I don't usually do applications for my programs, but I'm excited that we're doing that for this program because we really want the right people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, okay, Brie, if you had to respond to someone who's listening to this now and is just asking the question to themselves, this all sounds nice, but I just don't know if I want to put in the time and effort to do this. Like, why is it really worth it for me to bother with a pre-launch event? Uh, and how is it going to make a difference in my launch? To me, it is so important not only because you are committing to a specific plan to promote this one pre-launch event, which gives you a lot of content to talk about, to continue that momentum of your pre-launch, but also it's a commitment for you. Like it gets you excited about your launch. It brings it to like a head 
and makes it so you're like super all in and committed and can really connect with people in a new way versus, you know, just on social media or maybe email like that pre-launch event is kind of a precursor for what it's going to be like to work with you in your program. And like I said earlier about it being like, kind of like a, you know, Costco sampler aisle, like it allows them to really see what it would be like to work with you going forward. And that is going to be way more exciting to them than just seeing something on social media. You need to have some fanfare around it, in my opinion. Um, and that's what makes launches really successful is to have something that is, you can really drive people to that's beyond just the free lead magnet, because you know, that's cool and it's helpful, but it's not nearly as exciting and impactful as a pre-launch event or a launch vehicle. Totally agree. And I think that it's really important to also have this omnipresence. Like when you're launching, you kind of want to be everywhere. Like, I don't know if it's just something I've noticed, but I listen to a couple of podcasts that are sort of in like the personal business development world, a combination of all those three things. And sometimes when someone in that world will launch a book, it seems to be the most, I'll notice that that person is like on three podcasts yes. that I listen to in one week. Do you ever yes, notice Yes, they that? are everywhere. I've seen the same thing. Yeah. And so it's, it's basically it's omnipresence, right? Like you want to be everywhere. You want people to have touch points, not just with you and on your profile through your different, you know, social media platforms, email lists, et cetera. But you also want to be everywhere. You want to be in other places. You want to be on Facebook. You want to be in the podcast. You want to basically have it so that people are seeing you, even if they're not trying to see you. And that's going to pique their interest to take the next step. And being able to promote something that's free and provides value for people is such a good way to enhance your omnipresence and create that omnipresence because you can pitch it on podcasts. You know, you can promote it with other people. And when you're able to promote a free thing of value that's going to get people results and small wins, other people are more willing to like bring you on their platform, promote it with you, things like that, because they know it can help their audience as well. So yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because that is a such a huge point. So many people, when they launch their course and they don't have a plan, they're just, they just like go out and promote their course directly. And they're promoting it yeah. on their social media. They're promoting it on email. And they're like, why is no one joining? Yeah. And they're missing a really important step, which is that pre-launch event, because it's so much easier to get people on something that's free to decide whether it's right for them versus like they're making a huge leap to go from, oh, I, I'm just following you on social media to, oh, I'm going to spend $300 on a course with you all of a sudden. Yes. And I would say the last thing that really rounds that out is exactly what you said, Brie, that when you do a pre-launch event and when you show up live and you show your face and you provide value, similar to Gary Vee's jab, 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 right hook. And it's also the same concept we use with like having the pre-launch uh, you know, runway or, or the warm-up month where you're providing value to your audience before you pitch, you wanna provide value before you pitch. And so the more you can do that, the more you're gonna gain your audience's trust. And also, 
this isn't just trust about learning from you or buying your $5 thing. Like this is trust to have them be able to feel really confident about taking the next step and working with you. Depending on your offer, it might be in a long-term container or in a really close-knit container. Or they might be spending money that, you know, this is like a a big amount of money for them and they want to make sure they're making the right decision. So having a pre-launch event where you can show up live, make that deeper connection, and be able to answer their questions, communicate with them, you know, uh, vibe off of their energy, all of those things really bring this to a head so that you're future clients and customers can feel really confident about their choice to invest with you because they know they've had a great experience with you so far. Yes. Yes. And that's why I'm so excited about this, uh, our pre-launch vehicle, which is our challenge because we get to spend three days with you guys and help you refine your offers and, you know, figure out the best way for you to launch and all of that stuff. And that just, allows us to see like whether we'd be a good fit to work together long-term. Yes, exactly. So like I said, you can head to katiezacardi.com slash free challenge to sign up for that. Um, Or you can also head to profitablemusician.com slash free challenge to sign up. So we cannot wait to see you there. We've still got a couple weeks. We're promoting this one a little bit early just because we have the time to do so. So why not? Um, But the good thing is that if you do join the Facebook group and you do sign up now, you're going to get some extra bonuses from us. So posts and emails and even some lies because we'll be popping in the group just to say hi and make sure that you guys are feeling really good and ready to jump in our free challenge and start making moves in your business. Yay. So excited. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, make sure you go and take that quiz, katiezacardi.com slash quiz to see what offer you should add to your business. And then after you do, go ahead and sign up for the free challenge, katiezacardi.com slash free challenge so that you can actually learn the tips that you need to launch that offer into the world successfully and start bringing more money into your business. And I'll talk to you guys all next week. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Out To Be podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, rate and review it on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That really helps us spread the message and get this podcast out to even more women in music. For more information on coaching services, head to katiezacardi.com. See you next week.